This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Oh, baby. Mega show. Mega show today on Toronto Today here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. What a way to kick off the weekend, people. You heard Tim Happy say it. In 10 minutes' time, I will have in studio with me the two-time undisputed heavyweight champion of the world boxing legend Riddick Bo. We'll talk about Mayweather-McGregor fight coming up. He's going to be at the Fantasy Sports Show, folks. I'll be there, too, tomorrow. You're going to want a more comfort for Riddick Bo, which is going to be at the International Center starting today, uh, August 25th to the 27th. Lots of fantasy sports pavilions. You get autograph sessions. You get to meet Riddick Bo. Like, how, how amazing is that? You get to be a boxing legend. Fought Holyfield. And at the Fantasy Sports Show as well, there's lots of stuff. You can run NFL Combine. You can get fantasy expert advice. They have uh, beer garden, food, interaction. It's, it's going to be tremendous. It is going to be absolutely huge. So Riddick Bo, we'll uh, chat with him. He's representing Playline.com, fantasy sports company run by uh, Michael Bisping, who is the UFC middleweight champ. So we'll talk to Riddick Bo in about 10 minutes' time. Then Scott Mitchell, TSN 1050 Blue Jays reporter at 1130. And talk some Jays. And the show gets even bigger. Riddick Bo to start. How's this to wrap it up? At 12.05, Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. L.A. Rams radio color voice. Three-time Pro Bowl running back with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And fantasy football expert on NFL Network. So we'll get into the, the Rams season. Hey, what's, no one's going to know. If Todd Gurley can bounce back better than Maurice Jones-Drew, MJD, and Jared Goff, so we'll talk some Rams, and then also swing around and get some fantasy advice. If your pool's coming up, I hope it is. I always recommend wait until after the third preseason game when all the starters play to see if there's any injuries. So we'll talk fantasy, we'll talk Rams, and NFL with Maurice Jones-Drew. Very exciting stuff. Uh, The Blue Jays, as I said, in action. And uh, also, this weekend, tomorrow, it is time for Mayweather and McGregor. A little bit later on in the show, too, we're going to get into into some prop bets. I'll put it out there on Twitter, at TSN1050Radio, at AndyMC81. What do you think the result's going to be? Mayweather winning, McGregor upsetting the world if he knocks him out. Or is it going to be some sort of weird DQ, something, something to help set up a rematch? I don't know. Like, that's going to be the interesting part to me. How long can Mayweather uh, last? We're going to hear sound from Robin Black, or TSN uh, MMA analyst and boxing analyst who interviewed Dana White yesterday in Vegas. We'll hear some sound from that a little bit later on. He said if, if McGregor wins, he will literally become the biggest and most famous athlete on planet Earth. Like, not just boxing, not UFC, on the planet, if he beats Mayweather. And I agree. Like, there's, if he's able to pull off that upset, it's going to be massive. 
And the argument is, and you know, I knew months ago I wasn't interested in the fight. I thought it's going to be a terrible fight, I think. And then as the weeks get on, the press conferences, and now that it comes down to it, inevitably, I'm caught up in all the hype. Caught up in all the hype. Because McGregor needs to land one punch. Floyd's at, what, 40-41. He's going to be unconventional. Is he going to try to rope-a-dope him? What's the situation going to be? So you got, we'll go through some of the, the prop bets and, and odds there. Let's go behind the glass. Say hi to our, our crew today. We have Keith Bauer and Joe Narsa. Keith, are you, uh, you watching this fight? Are you hyped up Mayweather-McGregor? Like, I, I, was, I wasn't at first, and, I, and then just the hype train, I get, I, I get sucked in. I wouldn't quite go as far as saying that I'm you know, super amped up, hyped up, you know, losing my mind about it. But uh, I think after, I think we all kind of lost a little bit of excitement during that four-day tour that just went on forever and yeah, ever. But, after the uh, Toronto one, that's where it peaked. Yeah, uh, but I think, you know, it's, you know, last week, you know, last day before the fight, you know, going down to my buddy's condo to watch it tomorrow. So uh, I just, I just hope that it's not 20 seconds and then we're done. I hope, I hope uh, McGregor can at least take it uh, two or three rounds. Well, I just don't want it to be also on the other side of that, guys. I don't want it to be something where it just drags and is your typical boring Mayweather fight. Like Mayweather, as successful as he is, the actual watching of the fights can be boring. Defensive style, it's successful. Guy's 49-0. He's trying to break Rocky Marciano's rec, all-time record. But is it going to be exciting? Joe, are you excited for it? No, not at all. Are you going to pay a hundy for it? I'm not going to pay a dollar for it. Wow. I, honestly, I, I'm honestly coming here. I'm going to be here at the Argos game we have on the station, and afterwards I'm just going to stay and watch the fight for free. For me, I know I have to see the highlights and I have to know what the story is for it, so I'm going to probably end up seeing it after. Yeah, but I honestly, I'm not going to set my day around it because I think it's a farce of a fight, and it's not going to start till after midnight too. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe I'm really in the minute, like, like people that care, but I don't like that one of that sport's most like hallowed records is going to get broken on a joke. And it should be an asterisk, right? And it's not fair because I feel like people don't credit boxing as much as they used to. And they don't talk about it as much as it used to. It used to be the main event all sure, the time. Sure. So it's almost like if somebody were to, you know, end up with their sixth Super Bowl and it was against, uh, you know, a practice squad. Mm. To me, that's how it feels. Yeah, it does have that. And the other side of it is if McGregor wins, what does that do? Right? Like that sets up a, I would think, a huge rematch. Because really right now in the sport, this is, this is it. Like, there's not any other marquee matchup on the horizon of notable guys that you'd want to line up and pay to see. So this is very important for the sport and for Conor McGregor. The dude's won already. He's lining up to release his own men's apparel, clothing apparel line, next spring. Getting paid more for one fight than he has his whole career. He's going to be fine. It, it's. I hope it's entertaining. That's what I hope. I hope it's entertaining, and McGregor doesn't try to be too cautious, and he comes out swinging in that it's maybe goes two, three rounds, and maybe knocks Floyd off a little bit, maybe knocks him down, and really create a buzz. But we'll have to see. Uh, so we'll talk Blue Jays, lots of NFL, and after the break, former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Riddick Bowe walks through that door and joins me in studio. Don't go anywhere. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050. Fighting out of the blue corner. Wearing white print with the red letter. In the 1988 
has captured three World Heavyweight title belts. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the last man to hold the undisputed heavyweight crown from Brooklyn, New York, the people's champion, three-time heavyweight champion of the world, Daddy Nobody better to introduce the champ than Michael Buffer. Welcome back to Toronto Today here on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Andy McNamara. You can follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. In studio, I'm looking at him right now, one of my favorite boxers growing up, the champ. The champ is here. The champ is here, Riddick. Big Daddy Bo, and he's the boxing ambassador for Playline.com Fantasy Sports. It's run by Michael Bisping, the UFC middleweight champ. And, Riddick, you're in town. You're going to be at the Fantasy Sports Show, which runs from today through Sunday at the International Center, and people are going to be able to come by and say hello. Yeah, I want everybody to come by and shake my hand and put a couple of dollars in it. <laughs> they can sneak it in. Mm-hmm. I, I shook your hand, Riddick, and I'll tell you. Um, my hand disappeared. It is it is the biggest hand I think I've ever shook in my life. Well, when you're the champ, your hand your hand got to be big. They got <laughs> they they have to be. I can only imagine being slugged by it on the other end. Probably unpleasant. Well, I'm glad you can only imagine. imagine. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> I tap you with this, you going to sleep. I, as it was on its way to me, I would be going to sleep. You would fall out. It would just. I'd be done. I'd be done. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why. This side of the mic. Uh, so yeah, you can come down and meet. Uh, Riddick Bowe at the Fantasy Sports Show International Center today through Sunday. Uh, Riddick, I wanted, uh, we'll get to the Mayweather-McGregor uh, fight, which is huge, obviously. But for you, your favorite type of fight, when you look back at your favorite fight, obviously winning the title is number one. But did you like fights more where you would just dominate and knock a guy out quick? Or did you like kind of the back and forth where you'd get slammed a little bit too? Like, what, how did you like it? I guess I'm kind of different. I like the back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't want to run in there and crush a guy. I wanted him to fight me back. And then you get get a feel for it, and then it's a real competition. Absolutely. Yeah. And then a lot of times I could pick the point to where I want to get rid of him. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. So during a fight, you would you'd see how it was developing during it, and then you could pinpoint how you wanted it to end. I, I absolutely. And then I would say to myself, "Well, I want. I think I'm gonna drop him in this corner. No, oh, maybe I should get him in the middle of the ring, or maybe over here. You know what I mean? Wow, really? So you could you could target and and maneuver the fight to go that way. You can try to do it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I think I was lucky, and it happened. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So your fights with Evander Holyfield, legendary. I watched them. Um, Growing up as as a teenager. And well, you they, say you watched him growing up. I thought me and you was about the same. Yeah, <laughs> just just about, okay. just about. You got a couple years on me, just a couple. Yeah. But they're, they're absolutely legendary. Like when you have, it, it's it always amazes me when you you fight a guy, you go through your your drain three times, and then you're working with Holyfield in different capacities, and your 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 friends now. How does that develop that that respect and friendship after you beat the hell out of each other? Well, I guess the you got to remember. We're fighting each other. We're fighting to feed our families. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's you don't take it personal. It's business. Hmm. So you have it. So it's so even during the fight, you're pounding each other. It's just you keep that that professional mentality. Right. Right. Yes, for the most part. Wow. But if he wanted to make it personal, he can make it personal too. Yeah. <laughs> I give him another whooping. You, get, well, you beat him. Yeah. Uh, how how does it feel? And again, I I can only I can't even imagine it. 
You're, you're announced as the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. There's no greater sound in sport, I don't care what sport it is, to be proclaimed the heavyweight champion of the world and be undisputed. That moment, those belts get put on you. How does that feel? I mean, I cannot describe it. I mean, I guess for me, I felt like when they announced me as the champion, I, I just could have I could have died right then and wow. there. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And have all that gold draped all over Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Man. And people can follow you on Twitter, at Riddick Bow, in conversation with the champ, former undisputed champion of the world, Riddick Bow, on Twitter, at Riddick Bow. Uh, so let's talk about this Mayweather-McGregor fight here. All this hype, right? You have Mayweather... 49 and 0, your professional record 43 and 1, and you have Conor McGregor, UFC fighter. He's coming in. How do you view this fight? Is this seem like it's it's going to be a good fight? How do you think this is going to go? It's going to be a good fight while it lasts. But you, we talking about two different entities, boxing yeah. and what was it, mixed martial arts. Right. Now we were boxing, so I got to get up a hand to, to Mayweather. Yeah. He's going to move and knock shots out the way. There's no kicking, so I think McGregor's going to be um, very surprised. Because he's been training exclusively for boxing over the last few months, but like Mayweather and like yourself, you've been at this craft your whole life. Like, you can't learn it in a couple months. Right. There's, there's a difference. <clears throat> and because of that, I think uh, McGregor's going to run the shots that he's not expecting. Right. Right. Now, on the other side, though, McGregor's going to be unconventional. He's going to be a different look for Mayweather coming in and, and not having the traditional boxing style. But you got to remember, Mayweather's a professional. Right. So therefore, he will adapt. And adapt, so adapt, able to adapt during the fight. Yes. Yeah. How difficult is that? If you, are tra- if you train for one thing and then you're in the ring and your opponent throws you something else, to, to adapt on the move during a fight? It's not difficult at all because... You say, okay, well, you got to figure this out. So, okay, well, I got to do this, got to do that. And it just comes back to you. And you just, you just adapt? Yes, sir. Wow. Um, and for, for the sport of boxing, with, with this fight, with Mayweather, if he wins, he goes to 50-0, breaks Rocky Marciano's record. Is there any asterisks? Is there any, anything you, you think, well, it's a little bit tainted because it's not against a real, in quotes, boxer in McGregor? And it's not a heavyweight. And it's not a heavyweight. Yeah. Right. That's the other side. Is it? Can we say that it's as as special? Like, is the record really broken? I guess is what I'm trying to say. If he wins it, it's, the, it's really hard to answer that question yeah. because it's not a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Mayweather's not fighting a boxer; he's fighting an MMA guy. Yeah, that's it's more of a, a bit of a, a, a gimmick match, right. right? But they had the belt made. Did you see the belt? No, the money belt it has like three thousand something diamonds in it. It's all gold. It's crocodile Italian leather. I didn't even know crocodiles were in Italy. Really? That's crocodile. Let me find. <laughs> they made they made a special a special belt. I'll show you when we're uh, when we're done. But it's it's a special belt for the fight. So that kind of adds to just the the circus atmosphere of it, rather than it being a a true fight. Well, I don't want to take nothing away from McGregor or Mayweather, but um, I just hope it's a great fight. Yeah. People has paid a lot of money to see this fight. So hundred bucks. I hope they get their money's worth. Yeah, it's gonna be a hundred bucks, man. And I have to say too, um, you had a video game out, right? Super Nintendo, Riddick Bow Boxing. That's part of the music we played, coming in from the the opening screen. Did you ever play your own video game? Absolutely not. You know no. why? <laughs> well, you know what? You wanna know why? Why? I don't play a game. You don't play? Yeah, <laughs> you're doing it in real life, right? You got the real fists. I, I get mine off the muscle. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you never played your you never played your own, your own game? No, sir. I really liked it for the record. Mm-hmm. I, I I owned it. And you are right. <laughs> it was. <good. laughs> See, so you got your cut out of me after all, right? You got the video game cut. Well, you know, and you know, everybody gets a turn. That's right. Twenty something years ago, in conversation with Riddick Bow. Uh, former two-time undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He's here representing Playline.com, boxing ambassador. It's a fantasy sports site run by Michael Bisping, UFC middleweight champion. And Riddick Bowe is going to be at the uh, International Center through Sunday for the fantasy sports show. Uh, so, Riddick, when, when you look at boxing today, we have this fight here, and that's great. But really, to me anyway, growing up, getting the Ring magazine and, and following everything, your era... Yourself with Evander and, and Lennox Lewis and all that and Tyson. That was the last great era of boxing to me. I don't call him Lennox Lewis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said Lennox, right? Yeah, I call well, him well, P.K. Well, 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 we'll say Riddick, Riddick Bowen, Evander, Holyfield era. Is that oh, fair? Oh, <laughs> Forget that Lennox guy. Uh, that, that to me was the last golden era of boxing. What, can boxing make a comeback, like as far as being mainstream? I'm hoping and praying that it does. Yeah. You know, especially for the heavyweight division. Uh, you got, um, what's that big champion name? Uh, the last one I knew was Klitschko, but I think he might be retired. But there's a new one. Um, Joshua? Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua, okay, okay. Right. So he could but be. I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, we get more guys, more heavyweights to come back to the heavyweight division and make it exciting. I'm with you, because I don't know about you, but I feel boxing is never as strong as when you have a, a strong heavyweight division. Like, there's just something about, there's nothing cooler than hearing heavyweight champion of the world. You can have middleweight, super middleweight, whatever, but if you say heavyweight champion of the world, it takes people to another place. Man, you know what I think I'm about to do? I'm about to make a comeback now. Yeah! I'm On the air! The, I'm going to shock the world. As long as it's not against me. <clears throat> well, you can't whoop me. You, you, you go 44-1 and one pretty quick. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you get, you knock me out real, absolutely. real quick. Uh, real quick. Real quick, but yeah, like, like I, I just feel like if they, the heavyweight division can get some mainstream, and you know what, being a character is part of it, right? Selling them, but you need that heavyweight division strong, especially with the main face of boxing right now, Floyd Mayweather, and he's, what, 40, 41? Mm-hmm. He's a young fellow. He's a young guy, right? But, but you, need, you need those up-and-comers. Do you think, Anthony, I, don't, I don't know too much about him, but Anthony Joshua um, has the potential to be that next phase? Absolutely. And I'm hoping and praying that he does. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Excellent. So how long are you in town till? Till Sunday? Till Sunday. Absolutely. Oh, and so, again, <clears throat> Riddick Bo, you can go down, you can meet him, you can shake his hand. What's the, uh, when people come up and, and meet you, what's the most common question you get? Is there something people always always try to ask you or want to know or advice? Hey, champ, how you get so pretty? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then they, they get a picture and shake your hand, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's beautiful. Uh, Riddick, Real pleasure. There's a, a few times in, in this business where you really just step back and think, wow, I can't believe I'm talking to this person, and this is one of those for me. So thank you very much for, for taking the time. Well, God bless you. Appreciate thank you. It. And I'll see you down there. Hey, tomorrow. Absolutely. Fantasy Sports Show, International Center, today through Sunday in Mississauga. Visit with Riddick Bow. He's the boxing ambassador for Playline.com Fantasy Sports. Michael Bisping, the UFC middleweight champs company. And we'll uh, uh, come down and, yeah, say hi to Riddick Bo. So we'll um, take a quick break and come back with a lot more here on Toronto Today on TSN 1050. Well, I'm not sure how we follow that up. Just had a tremendous conversation with 
former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Riddick Bowe. If you missed the interview, it's a must-hear. So we'll tweet it out at TSN1050Radio, at AndyMC81, and you can visit TSN1050.ca for the podcast version of that. Wow. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050. I'm Andy McNamara. Still to come, though. So Riddick Bowl is absolutely unreal. Watched him growing up. Um, one of my favorite boxers. Absolutely unreal. At 12.05, we talked to three-time Pro Bowl running back Maurice Jones-Drew for some NFL and fantasy football talk. Like, it's, it's almost too much show. It is almost too much show here on Toronto Today. Absolutely unreal. Producer Joe Narsa, we were saying that, like, when... We took a picture and, and tweeted it out. Uh, but when Rick Bow held up his fist, I don't think that the photo does it justice. Like, when you say, oh, his fist is the size of your head, haha, it's like, it actually, it actually is. Yeah, when I <laughs> shook his hand, I could only see my wrist. Yeah. It was just all Riddick Bow's hand. And it was funny because he was, he was telling me, like, he goes, if you see my knuckles, he goes, this is what I used to knock guys out. He goes, this is the biggest hand That's you'll ever see. He calls goes, it a soup bone. Because it's the champs. The champs' hand. Like, but those hands defeated Evander Holyfield to become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. And you know what I love? That's crazy. Which is unbelievable. It's like you see him, he's like six foot five, this massive man. He looks like literally carved by like the Greeks back in the day. He's a, yeah. And when you said he was the champ, you see him get a little shy about it. It's like he's still... He still has that humbleness inside yeah. of him, which was awesome. Which is special. And kudos to you when you asked him about winning his undisputed titles. The smile on his face was epic. And he said he could. He said I could have died right there. Like that's all. That's all. That's how important the heavyweight title in boxing used to be. Like that was the belt. Like you can have Super Bowl champs, Stanley Cup champs, whatever. But back in the day. If you were the heavyweight champion of the world, that was it. You were a star all over the planet. So again, you can catch Riddick Bowe at the Fantasy Sports Show all weekend long down at the International Center. You can get your tickets at thefantasysportshow.com. I will also be down there. My fists are not as big as Riddick Bowe's. Yeah. And I cannot punch nearly as hard as Riddick Bowe. <laughs> But I will be giving NFL and CFL fantasy advice down there at 12.30 and 4.30. So you can come by, say hi. Say hi to Ray Bo. Swing by. Say hello. We'd love to see you down there. And he, yeah, he'll be down there signing autographs, shaking hands. Uh, the champ. Wow. Very cool. A couple years ago, I got to interview in this studio as well, George Chevallo. Bought Muhammad Ali, Canadian cha- uh, boxing champ and a legend. And that's, uh, that's right up there with those two. So very cool moment. We'll uh, talk some Blue Jays with uh, Scott Mitchell. In a uh, a moment or so, as the Jays fell two nothing to uh, the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday, Tim Kohler with the loss, or Tom Kohler rather with the loss. Uh, but he did bring down his astronomical ERA. It was, I believe, seven point nine two going into yesterday, dropped to seven point four two. Hey, Tom, not bad. Hey, you pick him up as a depth guy down the stretch. It's fine. Thirty one. He's never been, uh, what's the word, Keith? Uh, good, uh, I think would be the, the, the safe term. His best record was a 10-10 and 10 with a 3.81 uh, ERA. We'll, we'll, we'll give him mediocre. Yeah, right in the middle. Someone who's not mediocre. 
our next guest, TSN 1050 Blue Jays reporter Scott Mitchell. Scotty, how are you? Wow, those are high expectations. <laughs> it's like, hey, Scott, you're okay. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Beautiful intro. And you're following, by the way, the um, former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, Riddick Bowe, in studio. Um, it, it's a tough act to follow. I saw that. That's a nice little sandwich, Riddick Bowe and MJD. That's right, and Scotty Mix like, right in the middle. That's like my that's like my uh, my teen years all over again. I, me too. Me too. Like I was saying, like I remember him fighting Riddick Bowe or uh, Evander Holyfield. There was the video game. Uh, I don't know if you ever played that for Super Nintendo. Is Riddick Bowe? He no, said he, I'm, not, he, I'm not that big of a nerd. He, he said he never played it. He said he, he just collected the money. So I, I can respect that. Uh, this Baseball Insider brought to you by Oakland Ford Lincoln, your premier source for auto service and sales in the GTA. All right, Scott. So the Jays uh, lose yesterday. Like, Are we at the point where talking about the day-to-day Jays scores, they, they, it doesn't really matter anymore at this point in yeah. the season? Yes. Yes, 100%. I yeah. mean, I, I think that ended uh, with the sweep in Chicago over the yeah. weekend. It's uh that seven and three home stand was nice. It, it kind of got them back in the mix. It was exactly what they needed to do. Um, but there was literally zero room for a three, four game slide, and that's exactly what the Blue Jays went into. And 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 now, in, in my belief, and, and in the belief of of, of many um, many of the prognosticators that that uh, really delve into the numbers in, as far as playoff chances. Um, just not happening now. I mean, there's just too much ground to make up and and uh, too little time. Right. And if you look at the the standings, like there, there's the one part, Scott, where we look at and it's all right. Well, the Jays are five games back, but the real problem, of course, is how many teams you have to leapfrog. So there's 60 and 67. Realistically, you'd have to go on a seven game win streak now and then go on another winning streak. Like for any Jays fans kind of just holding that that vision, well, maybe I, I think it's time to to check out and, and start looking to next year. Is that fair? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a team that hasn't been over 500 all season long. No. Um, so there's there's where you start. So you you have to get back to 500. You need, a, like you said, a, a seven game win streak just to get to that point. That that break even point because we know we all know a, a sub five hundred team is not making the playoffs. No. It's, it's just not happening. So when you look at um, playoff odds right now, they're they're sitting at at one point three one point four percent per Fangraphs. Um, so that essentially means that uh, you you have to go on a run. You have to go on a run to get to five hundred. You have to go on a run to to get to maybe five six games over, which is, is would put you in the conversation. And then there's just no evidence of this team being able to do that. Not because um, they're bad, but because half their team and half their key contributors are, are sitting on the DL right now, and, and that's what people forget. I mean, Aaron Sanchez is there, Russell Martin's there, Devin Travis is there. Troy Tulowitzki's there, even if he has been, you know, mediocre and uh, horrid for most of the season. It's just, it's just not going to happen when you're you're asking this much depth to do that. And like I say, there's just not enough time left to uh, for this team to to go on a run to to get back in the mix. Right, and exactly because they haven't done it, like they haven't shown they could. So to think that they magically will seems a little far fetched. Uh, in conversation with Scott Mitchell, TSN ten fifty Blue Jays reporter on Twitter at Scotty Mitch TSN. Now, Scotty, you wrote a, a great article. Future watch: Could Guerrero arrive sooner than later? And you can find that on TSN Of course, that's uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. in the the Blue Jays farm system. Take us through uh, what what you mean by that. 
Yeah, well, uh, that's what uh, exactly everyone wants to talk about at this point. And, and uh, our, our future watch goes up every Wednesday. It's just kind of uh, taking the temperature of, of the top 10 prospects in the organization and, and how they've done over the past week. And um, obviously, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the is consensus top prospect in this organization and, and one of the top uh, five or six prospects in baseball. And when you start seeing... Um, you know the the winter prospect list come out. He was uh, he was sitting in the in the twenties or, or so um, last winter, and he's going to be in the top five this year. And he mm-hmm. might be number one on on quite a few of the lists. And when uh, one of the aspects of the future watch is that we we put an ETA on it, an estimated time of arrival of when you could see these guys in the big leagues. And I've had uh, twenty twenty on there for for most of the year for for Vladimir Guerrero, but he's he's starting to push that. And when you look at what he's done this season. Um, it, it's been uh, more than impressive. There's really you can you can you can use all the all the all the words you want to to describe Vladimir Guerrero's season. But when he started Lansing, um, which is which is low A ball, um, it, the, the thing you have to remember is is this is their first full season in the in the in the minors. Him mm-hmm. and, and Bo Bichette, obviously, who's number two on that list. And when you see them in a ball or low A ball, you're like, okay, fine. Um, you know, you're, you're supposed to be real good. You're supposed to be a high end prospect and they've continued that on in high A and, and over the last week he hit three home runs which is uh, kind of the, the last factor when you look at his stats. He's he's walking more than he's striking out and then the power's starting to come. So it, it'll be real interesting to see and, and the reason why I, I asked the question of, of whether he could arrive even sooner than, than I expect is, is the fact that uh, he's, he seems to prove that, uh, that, that high A isn't, uh, isn't a level that's going to challenge him. So when you look at what the Blue Jays are going to do next year um everyone figured that he'd probably start back in high a and now it looks like the the question is is at least out there that he he could start in double a and once Mm. you're in double a you're you're a phone call away from the major leagues and and if you split next season between double a and if he does what he he's done in a ball this year um he could be in triple a by by june or july and and then uh, obviously we all know how close Buffalo is to, to the majors. So um, 2019 is starting to look like a, a realistic timeline for uh, for Guerrero to arrive, and and Bo Bichette is uh, likely right along with him. And it's crazy to think too, with all these expectations, still just 18 years old for Vladdy Guerrero, like 18 years old. It's man, like it's uh, and and Bo Bichette is is 19 years old. Like it's. It's tough to think of, okay, these guys, and we want to rush them, but then you have to step back and say, okay, they're not even 20. You can't even drink legally in the U.S. yet. Yeah, that's the thing. He'll he'll turn 19 um, next March, and and you know head into spring training at that point as, as a 19 year old, and um, he's probably going to look fairly major league ready at some point next year. And then then you just have the question of of how long do you um, keep him down? How long do you do you kind of um, uh, percolate this this development process? And 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 that'll be up to to Ross Atkins and, and Mark Shapiro to decide. And and I think what What's going to happen is it's going to you're going to have to look at how the major league team is doing what what kind of questions are on the roster the, the interesting part is uh, at this point he, he's playing the same position as Josh Donaldson a guy that hmm. uh, you have to figure out whether you want to sign long term sometime between now and, and and this time next year and and you have to figure out what you're going to do with him um, most people expect Guerrero will have to shift over to first base at some point just because of of how big of a kid he is and and um, obviously his bat will profile anywhere on the diamond um, but if he if 
he shows that he can play third base. Um, you, have a, you have a real interesting um, long-term decision, and, and maybe it's not as interesting as, as we're going to think it is. Maybe you just put him at first base, and, and um, you know, if you decide to keep Josh Donaldson, but it's it's a real interesting storyline in, in terms of when he comes up, because if this team is in contention um, next June or July, and Bo, or, and, and Bo Bichette and, and Vladimir Guerrero are, are raking in double-A or triple-A, um, they could be those trade deadline acquisitions that we see around baseball because hmm. that's what, that's what it's turned into. The, the people bring up their teams, bring up their top prospects, and and look at them as um, you know those midseason reinforcements rather than going out and and um, trading for a, a big ticket uh, veteran guy that, that's going to cost you money and, and cost you uh, prospect capital. So it, it, it's really interesting, and they're pushing the timeline with their skills. But uh, hey, there, there are still pitfalls that that could happen. And, oh, sure. We, this conversation could change um, at some point next year, but the, the way they've hit this year, Double uh, A looks like uh, is, a, is a needed challenge for sure. And you mentioned Bo Bichette as well. So if they have a 2019-2020 arrival date and progress as we hope, and as you said, that's a big if. Like there's a lot that can go on in Double A AA and Triple A, and and the shine can come off prospects real quick. But if everybody progresses and those those two prospects are risers, how do you see the Jays? going along until then and you can't rely on them obviously uh, fully because as, as we just said lots can go on but is it more of like i, I get the, the bad feeling here scott that it's kind of going to be like a treading water thing okay well we'll kind of go along and try to be kind of a wild card team and then and then wait for for the youth movement to help and kind of go from there like how do you think the jays are going to the plan over the next year or so well, yeah, it's easy to look at it that way. But when you when you really look at the second wild card spot now, I mean, it, it's going to be um, what people consider to be a mediocre team making mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. Because it, it's not going to be a, a 95 win team. Um, this year is a perfect example. You know, next year it could be a little different if if a couple teams kind of um, jump out from the pack. But um, you, you're trying to get into that 85 to 90 win range um, at this point to to be a, a playoff contender. And once you're that, uh, you know, you're a, a month of hot baseball away from from being the next. Florida Marlins or being the next mm-hmm. San Francisco Giants, you know, a wild card team that that no one looks at as the top team in baseball. But hey, when you walk away with a, with the World Series championship after playing really well in October, um, I don't think anyone cares in those cities if you're not um, the consensus top team in baseball. So um, when I look at it, I, I, I look at uh, you need a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of uh, good fortune next year, and you need uh, your guys to return to health. I mean, Aaron Sanchez is just massive for this club and, and how he deals with that blister between now and uh, and next spring training and if you put him atop a rotation with Marcus Stroman and Jay Happ um, you're, you're in a very good position to at least be a competitive baseball team in 2018 Scotty thank you so much for taking the time really appreciate it no problem man take care alright that is Scott Mitchell on Twitter at Scotty Mitch TSN TSN 1050 Blue Jays reporter as the Jays get ready to play the Minnesota Twins tonight down at Rogers Center. Jay Happ gets the start, 6-9, and nine, uh, 3.90 ERA. Still to come in this jam-packed show. So we've already had the former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, two-time, Riddick Bowe. At 12.05, we're going to have Maurice Jones-Drew. He's now the L.A. Rams radio color voice. He's a three-time Pro Bowl running back, and he's a fantasy 
football expert on NFL Network. So we're going to talk about the Rams. We're going to get some fantasy advice from MJD. That's at 12.05. And we'll talk more about the big Mayweather-McGregor fight coming up tomorrow. Uh, lots more coming up on Toronto Today here on TSN 1050. I'm not that big of a nerd. Welcome back to the show. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050. You can get us on Twitter at TSN1050Radio, at AndyMC81. Still to come in the show, Maurice Jones, Drew MJD, three-time Pro Bowl running back with the Jacksonville Jaguars, now LA Rams radio color commentator and fantasy football expert on NFL Network. So we're going to pick the brain of MJD as you get ready for your fantasy football season. That's going to come up at 12.05. We'll talk lots about the Mayweather-McGregor fight coming up. If you missed the Riddick Bow interview that I had in studio with the former undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. We'll have that tweeted out at TSN1050radio and at TSN1050.ca. I'll must check out. I'll tweet it out from my account later, too, at AndyMC81. Uh, th- the champ was amazing. And you can meet him in person at the Fantasy Sports Show down at the International Center today through Sunday. And, uh, and meet him and chat. Uh, try shaking his hand. Huge. Huge hands. A legit six foot five. All right, folks. It is 11 50 and this is Toronto today. It's time to crown a champion in TSN 1050's Sound Wars. All right. 32 sound bites battled to be the best and you decided the winner of TSN 1050 Sound Wars brought to you by All Tomorrow's new Lighter Up Light Lager. Your Sound Wars champion for 2017 is on air moment number 7. The first pick goes to the Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs. The Leafs. They did it, Naylor. Thanks to everyone who voted. Once again, your 2017 Sound Wars champion is They Did It, Naylor. Keep listening for future Sound Wars sound bites only on TSN 1050. Sound Wars was brought to you by Old Tomorrow's new Lighter Up Light Lager at select Loblaw grocery stores. Uh, so there you go. The journey is over, and They Did It, Naylor is the winner. As I said, we'll talk fantasy football, NFL, Maurice Jones-Drew coming up uh, after the top of the hour. First, though, uh, we was chatting with our Sports Center anchor, Tim Haffey, before the show. And we were going over the uh, women's golf, the CP Open, I believe. Is that right, Tim? Yeah, the uh, CP Women's Open. CP Women's Open. Basically the Canadian Open for women. For women, right. And, uh, you know, in in golf and sometimes tennis, there are difficult names. I don't know if I've ever seen a length of name the size of of the the, the lady who was in, I think, second place at the time. Yes, and... uh, Can you try to pronounce it to Yeah, I've been rehearsing. (laughs) I think I have it. She is suddenly very much a factor. In fact, as I glance at the leaderboard here... She is in a four-way tie for second, just oh one shot off the lead. Okay. So we'll start with the easy names first. England's Holly Clyburn lead, six under par. Got it. Then we have four at five under par. We have uh, an American, Mo Martin. That's easy to pronounce. Another American, Brittany Lincecum. I can, I can do that one. A, a third American, Marina Alex, okay. who, who was the first-round leader. Nice and easy. And then we come to the young woman from Thailand who's oh right in the mix here. This has got to be about eight syllables. Uh, first name, Sherman. Sherman, okay. And here we go. Sherman Santiwiwa Tanapong. Woo! I'm going to say you, you did it. It's, you said it straight through, though. <laughs> You're the real MVP. Wow! Can we hear it one more time, Tim? Yes. The name is? She's tied for second. One Sherman. shot off the lead. She's okay. right there. She could be leading this thing. She might win. Sherman Santiwiwa Tanapong. 
Amazing. Yes! Now, the LPJ is pretty good with the pronouncer videos. Right. So I've just been practicing it. You got it. In case Tim, she popped at the top. Well done. <laughs> and you will, you will keep us up to date on Sherman S. I'll call her. Yes. <laughs> in the race there. Okay. Uh, great job, Tim Haffey, everybody. You'll hear him in about uh, seven minutes with the Sports Center update. At 12.05, Maurice Jones drew MJD will join me to talk NFL and fantasy sports. But as a final tribute to Sound Wars and the winning soundbite of They Did It Nailer, here's the They Did It Nailer song. This isn't about risk. Answer the question, Steve. It's Steve. It's your catch up on that? <laughs> How's your breath? It's not good, eh? <laughs> I'm waiting for the lottery. And here we go. You ready to throw up on live radio? On live radio? Or to freak out on live radio? The answer is no. And the answer is no. The first pick goes to... They did it, Naylor! The Maple Leafs! They did it, Naylor! The Leafs! They did it, Naylor! I would be accused of being Leaf fanboy. I think the Leafs are going to be in the postseason next year. They did it, Naylor!